Our world is becoming ever more interconnected as communities become more diverse and the internet allows us to discover more about the world around us. When we seek to learn and understand the differences between our culture and others, we can develop an appreciation and love for them. As we teach our children about new countries and cultures from around the globe, we are also teaching them to have compassion, respect, and empathy. Hi, I'm your host, Jade Jones, mom to four children who I want to be compassionate world explorers. Join me as we discuss cultural awareness and world diversity and learn how families families teach their children to explore and embrace the world, its people, and their differences with a compassionate heart and open mind. Hi everybody, welcome, and today I wanted to share with you guys some of the history, symbolism of Day of the Dead, and also some ways that you can celebrate with your family at home. No matter where you are in the world, no matter who you are, there are some ways that you can honor the spirit of Day of the Dead. So, what is Day of the Dead? The modern day celebration of Day of the Dead is rooted in ancient pre-Columbian cultures of the Aztecs, Mayans, and Toltecs, where celebrations extended well past the current two days. When the Spaniards arrived and Roman Catholicism spread, the ancient celebrations merged with the Christian All Saints Day, which is celebrated on November 1st and All Souls Day, celebrated on November 2nd. Today, many Mexicans and Mexican-Americans choose to honor those who were children when they died on November 1st and those who were adults on November 2nd. The belief is that on their respective days, the spirits of the deceased ancestors can come and reunite with their families and enjoy the celebrations. While some might see such celebrations as a grim reminder of death, Day of the Dead is a celebration and reminder of the lives of family and friends who are no longer with us. Michelle of Flora Familiar shared this quote from Rafael Jesus Gonzalez, If we do not hold precious our dead, we may grow careless of our living. So I wanted to share about some of the symbolism of Day of the Dead because it is inherently tied to everything that's done, and it's so important. So altars, also known as ofrendas, are loaded with symbolic decor, like flowers, especially orange marigolds, candles, beautifully intricate cut paper banners called papel picado, pictures of the deceased ancestors, skulls called calaveras, and lots of food. Each of these represent a different element, air, earth, fire, and water. In the case of Calaveras, the skull or skeleton is an ancient symbol of rebirth into the next stage of life. Although you will find Calaveras and skeletons in many forms, including sweets and toys, they serve as a reminder that death is an inevitable part of the life cycle. The sugar in the candy skulls symbolizes the sweetness of life, and that's a theme that you'll see repeated throughout. Flowers serve a dual purpose, representing earth, and as a reminder of the frailty of life. The orange marigolds, known as the flor de muerto, or flowers of the dead, are bright and fragrant and are meant to help guide the souls of the dead home. Candles represent fire, while the paper banners, papel picado, represent air and are another symbol of the fragility of life. Whether store-bought or handmade, the holes can allow the spirits to travel through and visit. The foods chosen are also important symbols of earth. Pan de muerto, or bread of the dead, is a sweet bread shaped to resemble a skull and crossbones. It is included along with other foods that were favorites with the deceased. Water, hot chocolate, or alcohol are also included because when the souls arrive, they are thirsty from their journey. Photos of ancestors are included because otherwise they would not be able to cross over to visit, as famously depicted in the movie Coco. If you do not have photos, Michelle LaFleur Familiar suggests including original art, documents, gravestone rubbings, or heirlooms as alternative ways to include family members and to rotate ancestors every year as a chance to get to meet new people. I have on our ofrenda this year a little Hawaiian 
dancer that I've had for a really long time that we always have out, but I thought it would be a great way to honor, honor our Hawaiian ancestors. And we'll find little symbols for both sides of our family. So the website, Mexican Sugar Skull, has some free downloadable Day of the Dead and ofrenda-making information sheets that are a wonderful resource for you or to share with family and friends. And the link to that will be in the show notes. If you would like to celebrate Day of the Dead with your family, please respect the symbolism and traditions and be mindful of who you are supporting as you make your own ofrenda. This holiday is precious to Mexicans and is not just a fun holiday. It's not just a holiday about dressing up. It's a celebration of our ancestors and their lives. So where you can, support local, authentically made decor, buy online from Mexican artisans, or follow DIY tutorials from native bloggers and artists. Some simple ways to celebrate Day of the Dead with your children. Day of the Dead celebrations look different depending where you are around the world. They can be as simple as attending mass and cleaning gravestones, as you might have seen on like YouTube or on the TV. There can be massive, colorful festivities with family and music and lots of family and friends around. So here are some really simple ways to celebrate no matter where you are in the world. Share pictures and stories of deceased family members with your children. You can read their obituaries to share some about what was shared at the time or do some research to discover more about your ancestry. You can create a little memory book with memories and pictures from extended family. You can talk to or interview members of your family to help create this memory book. Talk to a grandma or a grandpa or aunt, or great uncle, anyone really who might have memories of somebody that you don't, or your children don't. And this is a really good task to have children do, because it's just a great way to have families interact, have your children interact with their relatives, and practice interviewing. So here are some questions that they could potentially ask. What is your favorite memory of that person? What is something funny or odd they always did or said? What is a trait that they had that you admired? What kind of foods did they like? Do they have a favorite food or treat? These are just some fun little ways to draw that connection between those who are living now and those who have passed on. You could also learn more about where your ancestors came from. Did they always live in one spot or did they move or immigrate somewhere? What would life have been like during the time period they were alive? Did they have siblings or did they live with an grandma or grandpa or an aunt and uncle or even siblings as was the case for one of my ancestors their parents died and so the younger siblings lived with the older sister who was already married and had children of her own you can also volunteer to clean your local cemetery or to clean the tombs or grave markers i would advise you to make sure that you coordinate with the caretaking staff for this unless you're maybe just going and like picking up trash there are certain methods for cleaning tombs or grave markers and so it's always a good idea to check with the staff to make sure that you are following any guidelines that they might have. If you are able to visit family grave sites you can go and do headstone rubbings which is a fun activity for kids or you can take pictures of those headstones to share with family. You can also use all of this information and add it to a site like familysearch.org or ancestry.com which can then make it really easy to share with other family members or for anybody who might be looking for their ancestors, that can be really useful information. So even if you can only find family members that you know of already, if you're searching for new family members on Family Search or Ancestry, see if you can build a more complete picture of their lives. This is something that 
records are kind of hard to come by sometimes in the Polynesian world. And so I haven't really been able to go back very far personally. But what I try to do now is just try to make sure that I have all of their children recorded in the family tree, all of their siblings, all of their parents' siblings, if I can find them. That way you get a more complete picture of their lives. Census records can also tell a lot about a family member's journey. You can tell where did they move. Often census records list occupation, education, and sometimes they even list how many children are living and how many children they have had. And so those are just ways to connect with and recognize the the trials and triumphs of our ancestors. It also can list if they own their own home and how much that home was valued at sometimes. So lots of really cool information can be found to kind of help you connect with your ancestors even if you never personally got to know them. The most important thing to remember about Day of the Dead is to stay true to your own ancestors and your own roots. Honor and connect with them and their lives. And remember, it's a celebration, so have fun. Get your kids involved in making some decorations for your ofrenda. There's lots of DIY tutorials out there, so even if you can't physically source any of the things that you might typically find, you can totally make your own and do the best that you can. We'll have listed in the show notes lots of different resources that you can find. And I also have on my website a virtual field trip for kids. So you can show your kids the history of it. There is a Los Angeles Day of the Dead festival They have a short little video visiting that. There's video tutorials showing you how to make pan de huerto, the history and process of making sugar skulls. And so it's just a really fun way to introduce Day of the Dead to kids and show them what it's all about and help them understand in a way on their level what the holiday is about. I will, again, make sure to drop that in the show notes, which you can find at jonesandfortaste.com backslash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and this podcast, please take a minute to leave a review or screenshot your podcast player and share with a friend or on social media. Make sure to tag me on Instagram stories at Johnson for Taste. Don't miss out on an episode by subscribing to the podcast and signing up for my free introductory guide to teaching kids about other cultures. You can sign up for email reminders, get the guide, and find the show notes by visiting my website, jonesonfortaste.com. Happy exploring!